0: are a lot of questions. There are just as many answers. This is a podcast made for young adults who are learning more about the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a podcast devoted to helping you study scriptures on your own. This is Answers to Gospel Questions.
1: Hey students! Answers Gospel questions. It's me, Brother Lawson. I'm here with Brother Wing. I'm fine. Wednesday, March second. How are you, Brother Wing?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, my two-year-old walked out the door like he just saw that the front door was unlocked. Yeah. He he like goes and opens it. I'm standing right there, so he's safe. Right. But he opens it, turns around, looks at me, says "bye bye," which he has <laughs> all of like five words, and that's right one thing he can say is "bye bye." And so he just says bye bye and like walks okay. out the front door. Was it did was he fully dressed? He, uh, see, that's,
1: that's a good question. I mean, if he, if he, he had clothes was, on, then that's okay. He didn't have
0: shoes on or socks, but I, have, I was just stunned by his independence. Sure, you know?
1: yeah. I, I had a daughter one time walking down the street uh, just in her diaper. One time, and I was in charge. My wife had gone somewhere and neighbor brought her over I'm like oh yeah and I let her out to walk around sometimes <laughs> anyway uh no need to confess our poor parenting skills the students I uh we' we've been studying in uh Genesis and answering some questions the question that we're gonna we're gonna explore today is how can we make peace with the past some of us we, we've had uh experiences in the past that Uh, have been difficult and especially with other people and and how do we how do we repent how do we forgive Uh, this week I think we're going to be able to answer that that question how do I make peace with the past whether it's through repentance or through um, forgiving others and we're going to use as our example this week we're going to use Jacob and Esau you remember Jacob and Esau. Esau was starving, and he said, "Hey, if you give me some of that pottage, Jacob, you can have my birthright." Kind of showed you a little bit of how Esau felt about the birthright. Jo- Jacob's like, "Sure," gave him pottage. So, and then, and then Jacob gets the birthright, which uh, eventually gets the birthright, which makes Esau super mad, so mad that he wants to kill Jacob. He wants to kill Jacob, and Rachel, Jacob's mom i'm sorry rebecca jacob's mom says you better get out of here your brother's gonna kill you and he takes off right so and then 20 years goes by all right let's pick up the story there let's pick up the the story there because uh after these 20 years go by jacob's married he has kids he's got he's got life he's going on uh the one thing that's still that's still going on is this quarrel that he had with his brother the last time he saw his brother it was a bad experience, and you can tell by reading the scriptures in Genesis that he wants to get that fixed. All right, uh, brother Wing, pick it up there and tell us how can we you know, let's try to answer this question: How can we make
0: peace with the past? Okay, so one, I mean, maybe the first obvious uh, answer to this is to recognize that the Lord can work miracles, mm-hmm. and so where it doesn't seem possible for us, uh, we can just. We don't know how it's going to work out, right. but we can at least be open to the idea that miracles can happen in some way. Somehow the Lord can do this. This to me is how Jacob is operating. Like he doesn't, he obviously doesn't have everything figured out figured out. Um, it's clear from the story, uh, but he is, he is uh, holding true uh, to this belief in God and, and staying connected with him. And perhaps the most, intense experience that he has in connecting with God is described at the end of Genesis 32, uh, where he has this wrestle it's mm-hmm. described. And obviously we're looking at a story here that we're missing a lot of pieces of the puzzle, um, but we do see the results of it. So it's almost like the pieces that we do have apparently are the most important. Um, he had a wrestle. It was a very intense, difficult experience. Um, he's stressed out. Uh, But he sees the face of God like you don't really see it in the story, but you see that that's his conclusion Mm -hmm. uh, on it. And so therefore it's called this pineal or uh, pineal and it means uh, the face of God. And so uh, so in answering the question, uh, how do we make peace with the past? uh, It's to look up (laughs) is maybe one way, like look to God start to get the belief that things can work out when these excruciating experiences come along uh, in some cases, that we wrestle to let God prevail, that we're going to, um, and and maybe that's partly what's going on here uh, with Jacob's experience uh, on this. I, I, I find it really interesting in this story, and this is a little scripture study tip. Um, when you're studying scriptures, you read this story, and you see we kind of we already know the end right. a lot of times when we're reading these stories. And um, Jacob thinks that as Esau, he hears that Esau's bringing 400 men with him. And it sounds like he's coming to kill everybody, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and it's it sounds very threatening. And that's what kind of initiates this, this really tumultuous experience for Jacob. And you, so here's a little scripture. Like when you ask questions to the text and ponder on them, what the answers might be. For example, why doesn't God tell Jacob? That Esau doesn't intend to harm him, you know. I mean, that right, he we're that open would have made about it passion. helped him sleep better at night, sure. Yeah, could he pray about this and be like, Is this right or not? no Oh, no, it's not. Okay, sweet. I'll just relax, you know. But maybe the answer to that is another question What does Jacob gain because he doesn't know Esau's right. intent right away? And, um, and perhaps the Lord does the same with us, He. He allows for misunderstanding. We see it all through scripture, all through modern church history as well. Like he allows for misunderstanding, even among prophets. He doesn't tell us the full story all the time. And yet it's an opportunity to develop our character, uh, grow in our faith. There's something more valuable to be, to be gained than to just that we can sleep well, you know, uh, in these experiences. And so, Again, I, I I hope that this is making sense on answering the question: How do we make peace with the past? Um, let's take our present circumstances and use those to look to God and exercise faith in them and gain what we can from them—the character building experiences. And so, um, uh, I have a little bit more to say to that, but I want to transition back to you because I <laughs> you're here. <laughs> you feel like you're
1: talking. I've been loving listening to you. I was just going to, I was thinking, you know, students, as you read uh, Genesis 33, you're going to find out that, that Esau forgives Jacob uh, and reconciles with him in a wonderful way. I mean, he runs to meet him and kisses him, right? Remember the last time Esau was running after Jacob, it wasn't to kiss him, it was, it was to kill him. And so we don't get the story of like what happened in Esau's life that, uh, that changed his feelings towards Jacob. But I like what you said, Brother Wing. That miracles can happen, and um, and the Lord was working on Esau, just as the Lord was was working on on Jacob. I remember. I'll just tell you a real quick story. When I was <laughs> when I was twelve years old, I went to a scout camp. Right, and one guy came with uh, came on the scout camp. One of the leaders, he was totally inactive. Um, his name was Brother Morgan. His son was active, but he was inactive. He smoked and and drank and stuff, and um, and he but he would come with us on scout activities anyway at the scout camp there was there were those porta potties you know and you got 12 year old kids and porta potties when you when that's not a good mixture right you play pranks on your friends whenever someone go in a porta potty we would take like a little stick and we would slide the stick into the latch on the porta potty so that people were locked in there well, you had to kind of have your head on a swivel, making sure that nobody saw you. Like when you had to go into the porta potty, make sure no one saw you or else you're going to get locked in there. And I thought I was in the clear. I, I went in the porta potty and I was in there for a second. All of a sudden I could hear the stick go right through the latch and, the, and all my buddies were laughing and giggling. And, and um, then all of a sudden I heard Brother Morgan's voice. just uh, Just he had a really low voice. He's like, start shaking it. And so then all the little twelve-year-old boys started shaking the porta potty, and I was like, "You guys stop, stop!" And because stuff was sloshing around. And uh, then he said, "Go get some water." And, and there's you know there's vents in the top of those things, and the the my buddies were dumping into water into the porta potty on me. So now I'm soaking wet, stuck in a porta potty with stuff sloshed all over, and I was mad. I was super mad. Finally, they they pulled the stick out. I came, I came busting out of that thing, and Brother Morgan was was standing right in front of me. I, everyone else was take off, took off running. He was standing right in front of me, laughing, and he's just like, oh, oh, "Oh, and so I, I grabbed a big old rock and I threw it at him, and it hit him right in the chest. And uh, he swore and called me some names, and I just yelled at him. I said, "I am so glad you don't come to church. Can you believe that?" <laughs> So, and, and I was, and when I'd ride my bike in the neighborhood after that, every time I'd go past his house, I would think, man, what a jerk. When I was 16 years old, four years later, I'd drive past his house. And I think, what a jerk. I went on a mission. I came home from my mission and somebody had done their home teaching and brother Morgan was now active in church. He was in the elders quorum presidency. And my first thought when I saw him was, oh, there's that jerk that that I mean, the thing had taken place a decade ago, and I was still looking at him as it. And then I got called into the Elders' Quorum Presidency. I was the second counselor; he was the first counselor. In our first Elders' Quorum meeting, we're sitting there, and the tension is like a knife between. Them. I mean, you could cut it with the knife, right? Right there, and Brother Morgan. Uh, it was just an awkward meeting. After the meeting. Brother, Brother uh, Morgan and I looked at each other and I said, Brother Morgan, I am so sorry. He said, I was just about to say the same thing. We both, but he thought I was a punk kid from the time I was 12 for throwing a rock at him. I thought he was a punk adult. And to this day, Brother Morgan is one of my favorite people. He's a vacuum sales guy. And, uh, and whenever I go visit my parents, I always go see Brother Morgan. But that, that grudge that I, that I held prevented me from having a great relationship. And so Esau here... I think he could have held Jacob hostage in a sense by saying, no, nah, I'm not going to forgive you. Jacob could have said, he said, I have no reason to, you're, you're dead to me forever. But what I love about this story is that both of them sought, uh, sought forgiveness and a uh, relationship. And, and it worked out really good. Sometimes students, that might not work out that way. You might want to repent or you might want to forgive. But the other person doesn't want to repent, or the other person doesn't want to forgive. In those cases, you still come out ahead. Uh, it's the desire of your heart, where your heart is. It just so happens in this story, both Jacob and Esau's heart is in a good place.
0: So I love that um, example illustration that you uh, shared. And, you know, it's interesting how in chapter 33, what Jacob says after this reconciliation with his brother, verse 10, at the very end of it, the second half, he says, for therefore, have I seen thy face, meaning Esau's face, mm-hmm. as though I had seen the face of God. That's and, awesome. with me. and it's. I think this is especially highlighted by the fact that the previous chapter, apparently he had seen the face of God, but it's a very similar experience. Mm-hmm in its sacredness uh, to reconciling with the brother. And so um, how do you make peace with the past is, uh, you know, obviously, you know, look to God, exercise faith, believe that these things uh, can happen and expect these miraculous healings that can take place that you're going to, God is allowing some of these misunderstandings uh, to happen so that we can put our faith in him and have these wonderful, I mean, really wonderful touching sacred experiences of reconciliation uh, in the future. We learn a lot from that. I also know that from the story, God is God's working in Jacob's life. I think all of the troubles that Jacob has with Laban and yeah. the reconciliation that they have that precedes this possibly prepared Jacob for the reconciliation uh, with his brother. And so uh this is another thing. Like, how do you make peace with the past? Like don't demand that it all has to happen right now. Right. Like just yes. kind of go on with life, uh, ex, you know, do things, active things to, to work on reconciliation and healing. Uh, but let it all come at its proper pace and time and know that God obviously wants your success here and open yourself to his voice. He's going to help you. He, I right. think he was helping Jacob here. Um, in very significant ways as we let God prevail we're going to have these experiences and um, and miracles really can uh, happen to to heal our hearts to open to to create a place uh, for forgiveness even if it can't come right now just have a place set for it like we can make steady progress toward it and be open to the idea of it and then the impossible can become possible Excellent thoughts. Thanks, Brother Wing. Students, thanks for joining us. Next time it's Fat Friday.
1: If you have questions, please submit them. Uh, also, follow us on Instagram at Ozark underscore YA. And uh, until then, we love your guts, everybody. Stay righteous.